The ugly truth will always be free, so it's clear the Uggs aren't in it for the money. But if you're a fan, we'd appreciate any support you can give. Visit UglyTruth.com and check out the Support the Truth column on the right. You can donate, download our mobile app, or shop the Ugly Mall. All proceeds go right back into the show. As always, thank you, and now, on with the Ugly Truth. Are you ready for another mind-altering dose of the sisters who will say just about anything? Jamie... I will do it until I can't do it any longer. And Paula. Based on the last two episodes, I couldn't miss another one, Jesus. Welcome to another unfiltered episode of The Ugly Truth. Welcome to The Ugly Truth. This is episode 84. I'm back. Thank God. Oh, well, my I hate God. It. Based on the last two episodes, I couldn't miss another one. Jesus. <laughs> God. Seriously. I thought you and Daryl on the verge of divorce. Okay. So this is what's really funny about the fact that producer Deb filled in for you. Welcome back from your vacation. Thank you. I'm, I'm so glad you're back. <laughs> what was really funny is that Daryl and I did just the two episodes, but seriously, we like hardly ever talk because we did all the talking when we recorded. So it's like we just like literally like went to our separate corners for days afterwards. <laughs> it was so funny. I'm like, I've said all there is to be said to you today. And then some. <laughs> I'm done. But no, it was fun while it lasted. But I was happy to relieve him of his podcasting duties for the week so he can go back to silent partner editor. I'm sure he's equally as relieved. I believe he is. He's been exhausted. So it's been really fun. Someone can only take a ball beating so much, you know. Well, he yeah, he needs time to heal. That's for sure. <laughs> so I wanted to tell you because it just happened and I didn't want to forget. Malia, my eighth grader, she had to go to the dentist for a cleaning and checkup today. Okay. No cavities. Everything's great. So I'm sitting there. Now, Malia doesn't like to miss these certain classes in the afternoon. So we always do these super early appointments. So we, we walk in at like 825 in the morning to God. the dentist. I, don't, I know that like adults, you really want to go to the dentist in the morning because you want to get it out of the way. The dentist is a wide awake and, you know, raring to go, you know, so you get them at their best. So that still doesn't mean that you want to open your mouth and have things being done to you, you know, at eight, eight o'clock in the morning. It totally right. sucks. And everyone, no one's in a good mood. It's, I don't care if you're a morning person or not. So I'm sitting in the waiting room by myself. There's nobody there. So it was nice and quiet and I'm just kind of playing on my phone. And then this gentleman comes in. And he kind of sounds like, uh, you know, the guy in office space with the red stapler? Yeah, Milton. Uh, Milton. He looks and sounds like Milton. He's not as fat, but he's, you know, looks like Milton. He's like, yes, uh, my wife and I, we have a consultation this morning. <laughs> and they're like, oh, OK, no problem. He goes, well, she's not here yet. But and I said, all right, fine. So they sat. He sat down and waited. His phone rings. Yeah. <sighs> fine. So obviously someone's running a little late. Right. So then finally she comes in like 15 minutes later and they immediately start arguing. And I mean, insta argue. Like she oh. sits down and she's like, I told you I paid it. I paid them already. And they're having this full on argument in the dentist's office loudly. Oh. And I'm just sitting in the back and I'm just watching this. Well, what I realize is they're not married oh. anymore. 
And so he's like, I said I would pay you. She's like, you're not hearing the words that are coming out of my mouth. I said I paid it all. You pay me. Well, I didn't bring my checkbook and I am certainly not going to go get it right now. I mean, they are bickering and it was loud. Wow. This is what I think. Their kid is probably old enough now that he needs a dentist. And because they can't agree on anything, they have to go together to make the agreement that this is the dentist our child will go to. I think it's one of those divorced couples where nobody gets a little wiggle room. No one's got more power than I do. They have to agree on the treatment, make sure it's Everything has to be equal. They want to know where their money's going. I gotcha. Exactly. They don't want anybody getting any kind of bonus. So finally, she gets up and she goes to the receptionist. Now, he's, now he has gotten up and moved to another row of seats because he doesn't want to talk to her anymore. <sighs> And she gets up and she goes, excuse me, when do you think we'll be seeing somebody to do this consultation? Because I am simply just not very comfortable around this person. Oh. And she's like, well, I, you know, and, you know, the receptionists at a children's dentist's office generally are very quiet, soft-spoken people. Yeah. I mean, they deal with kids. They're not like dealing with, you know, geez, war the roses. Bickersons. And so she's like, um, well... I uh I will I will go check right now. She goes, could you really? Because I just really don't want to be around him anymore. So she gets up and then, oh, shockingly, there's the manager. <laughs> they bring him back. And so the lady's like, oh, good morning. How are you? She goes, well, I'm not doing very well. Oh, <laughs> and I'm God. thinking, okay, so you're the bitch. Yeah, really? No wonder And I'm thinking, divorced. God, and you know, I bet you this happens all the time in pediatrics. I, it never even occurred to me. But when you think of all the parents who don't make it, <laughs> And they divorce and they hate each other, but they have hashed out every last detail of their child's life and split it as equally as possible. Nobody is going to take my son to the dentist unless I say so. You can't go there unless I have approved it. You know, this is what you get. I guess. I'm thinking I didn't, you know, I. how can two people hate each other so much and actually procreate and have a porch? That poor child. I mean, seriously, yeah, what really. a poor child. There's no shielding that their hate for one another from that kid. <sighs> well, there's a, another uh, another troubled youth that will be roaming our streets oh, in 10 years, I'm that sure. That should be a new soap opera, just like, you know, a day in the life at the dentist's office. Every time. I mean, orthodontics, I get the weird, farty kids. Dentist, I get the, you know, angry, yelly parents. It's very strange. And then I just sit there and watch it all happen. So, all right. Well, welcome back. We've missed you. Thank you. Did anything, uh, is there anything you'd like to share other than having, you've had your rest and relaxation for two weeks? Um, well, Are you, you know, did anything exciting occur? Home invasion? <laughs> parties? No, no home invasion. So I had mentioned to you a couple weeks back, actually. So I know my son very well, and I can tell the minute he gets in the car from school if something's wrong. Right. And so he got in the car the other day, and he was a little pale. Oh, he gets God. his His lips get all thin and small, like, you know, he's trying not to cry. Oh, no. And so I'm just like, what is it? And so basically he told me that... He was playing kickball with his friends or just the, you know, the group of kids that play kickball and they all take turns kicking and that everyone should get two turns. And if you miss or whatever, or you get out, you still get your other turn. Everyone gets two turns to kick. And so 
he had missed, and so he went to go get another turn. They're like, no, you've already had your two turns. He's like, yeah, but I didn't kick. And so they kind of got into it, and then recess was over. Okay. And so a couple of the little kids just said, great, thanks for wasting our whole recess. Oh, jeez. So and he's stre- now he's pensive. So he's devastated, you know, that he <sighs> basically, you know, is under the impression that he ruined these little dick bags recess. And... I'm over the kickball thing because kickball has just been creating more problems. He's obviously playing with a bunch of little shits and <laughs> I'm over it because I'm just like these kids are they've got older brothers or sisters or they're in super competitive sports right. or whatever it is. And, you know, Ryan's just not like that. And so, I mean, I get he wants to play, but I mean, yeah. it's it's third grade. It doesn't have to be so fucking competitive. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. And so. Yeah. He gets in the car and he's telling me this. And so he is not like me. He's more like his father. So he when won't mouth I, off. No. So, okay. you know, the the advice I give him is to tell him that they're all a bunch of shit bags. Or I didn't say shit bags. But, you know, I said tell them all to like, you know, piss off and that they're stupid and that, you know, they w- wasted his time you know, and and he's going to go play with his real friends. And, so, you know, is there drama every day he plays or something? It seems like every time he plays kickball. So it's not every day. Okay. But so it's whenever so he whenever, plays kickball. Okay. So it creates a, a volatile situation when all the kids are together playing this game. Right. There's yelling and, and jostling. And, and Ryan usually ends up feeling like a schmo. And so. <laughs> Okay. Anyways, I give my piece, but, you know, the very time I'm saying it and I'm like, you know, look, I know this isn't going to get through to him because he's never going to do any of the things that I say because right. it's just not how he is. He just doesn't Now, confront. if it was Olivia, she'd be like, Mom, I'm tracking. I got it. You yeah. know, that's like she, she'd be game. Right. But Ryan's not like that. He's a lot like his father and his father is very non-confrontational. Okay. And so – I suggested to his father, I said, look, Ryan's having this problem. Why don't you try and talk to him about it? Okay. I can always tell when Victor's going to have a chat because instead of sitting on the couch, he sits on the, the arm of the couch. And so I'm just like, that's just. He fashions just, his, his father pose. It's just, I don't, it's his perch. You know, oh, anytime God. he wants to talk to me about something, he sits on the arm of the couch. Everyone, too. I am sitting on the couch. In this perch area. Yeah. So when he starts to sit on the perch of the couch and he's facing people, I'm like, okay, we're all getting a lecture or something. And so <laughs> I go in the living room. He's, you know, in position and Ryan's sitting there and I'm like, oh, they're talking about the kickball thing. And okay. so I'm in the bathroom getting ready for work, you know, blah, 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 and not really paying attention. And then Victor comes back and he's like, hey, what's the name of that kid that, you know, has Down syndrome? I'm like, oh, you mean what? so-and-so? And he's like, yeah. So he goes back in the living room and then, you know, I finish getting ready for work and then later I stop and I'm thinking, what? They're talking about the kickball incident. And he brings up the Down syndrome child. Somehow I'm like, why does he think the kid with Down syndrome correlates to what's going on? Oh, no. And so I asked him later in the evening, I'm like, you know, I didn't catch it right away. I said, but you were talking to Ryan about the kickball thing, right? And, you know, about not necessarily fitting in with certain crowds or blah, blah, blah. And he said, yes. I said, why did you ask me for the name of the child that had Down syndrome? (laughs) God. And he's just like. I'm afraid to learn why. He's like, well, I just, you know, and I'm like, were (sighs) you trying to. I, I'm like I'm, I'm trying to understand here, but were you trying to say that Ryan is different, or 
were you trying to equate him to a child with Down syndrome, Victor? And he's just like, no, no. He's like, it wasn't like that. It, the example was good. And I'm like, Victor, I'm like, Brian doesn't have Down syndrome. That example just doesn't fit at all. <laughs> no, I said, doesn't. it's just like when you're talking to young girls and you tell them the story of the ugly duckling. You just <sighs> don't do it. And you so don't. now I'm thinking, Ryan's probably even more confused because now he's probably thinking that, you know, not that there's anything wrong with children with Down syndrome, but I mean, no, but it they have challenges. But I mean, it's completely unrelatable. Ryan doesn't have Down syndrome. So I was just like, I'm not really sure where you were going with this lesson here, to be honest. And I said, and if I had my wits about me I, while I was getting ready for work, I would have been like, kickball, bullying, Down syndrome. I'm like, wait a minute. What is going on here? Well, it doesn't it doesn't sound like he's being bullied. What it sounds like is that, like you said, these children, maybe a, a large majority of them, they organize these types of games because they play baseball. Right. Or football, or they do something that's competitive. Ryan has not had the privilege, I think it's a privilege, to play competitive sports at his age range. It, the last time he played it was a couple of years ago. Right. So he hasn't played any competitive sports. So what we recognize when Tyler was about nine or ten is that's when the competitive spirit really kicks in for boys. And you either get it or you don't. Now, right. Tyler didn't like it. And so he stopped playing baseball. He stopped playing um, Little League at the 9-10 age. He was done. Right. So that's when he transitioned to other sports because he still liked to be athletic. Right. But he wasn't a big fan of the yelling and the, you know, the, the just that real heated spirit that comes out when boys are playing. And it's not. Yeah, they get kind of angry. And... They do. And it's it's not. I mean, I'm not defending if they're calling him names or if they're, you know, making him feel like a jerk. But the reality is, is that that's how little boys are at that age. If they're being conditioned to play in a really competitive well, I mean, there's sport. There's a lot of trash talking. I mean, that's just how it works. And it is like that in those types of sports. And it does breed at that that is the age where they recognize that winning is everything right you know and so you know i'm a really competitive person but i'm a yes. shitty athlete i mean i'm a terrible athlete that's it's, why i ended up being a cheerleader i'm an I'm, athletic supporter i'm competitive too and it doesn't matter i'll be competitive regardless of how good or bad i am right but you know with ryan it's kind of like you know a thinning of the herd in, in essence that you know ryan likes to play for fun but these boys aren't playing for fun. Exactly. You know I mean? And so exactly. that's where the line is drawn. So I probed a little bit saying, like, explain to me how the child with Down syndrome correlates to <laughs> our the, child, to our son struggling with kickball. And he started fumbling with his words and he's like, I can't remember exactly what, you know, I was incorporating it or anything. I'm like, were you basically saying that our child was inept as if he had Down syndrome or what? And he says, no, no, that's not what it was. I said, I'm just failing to understand why you felt the need to bring in the example of the boy with Down syndrome as it relates to our son. And he's like, well, yeah. I didn't do that, but I can't remember exactly what it was. And I said, look, go, going forward, let's just compare apples to apples, okay? Let's, <laughs> yeah. You know. Let's, let's not compare somebody who's already – very challenged in just going to school. This is not the kind of challenge our son is having. No, He's, this is these are personality things. This is, is not. This is how learning how to deal with different types of people and knowing when maybe to back off. I don't know, but definitely, you know, your son is not challenged 
athletically. No, he isn't. And he just know. doesn't like he's he's a gentle kid. I mean, my son, who's very athletic, he played water polo all the way through high school. Right. Hated the competitive yelling yeah. and the screaming. That was not his thing. He was a gentle kid, but that yeah. doesn't mean they shouldn't be involved in group activities. Right. They just need to find ways of coping. Right. So we're trying to narrow it down. And so, you know, the problem with athletics and, you know, picking something, you can try something out, but it's going to be $200 at the gate. Oh, I and know. Well, so that's, that's why I'm just like, okay, right. you know. So like Ryan's mentioned again about karate, and I said, son, yeah. I've already told you. I said, the minute you have feet and hands flying at your face, you'll run away. It's just no. I'm not going to buy you a gi or a G or whatever those things are called. <laughs> and the belts. Because he's like, yeah, but you get belts and trophies and competitions. I'm like, yes. And that's when people are trying to kick you and hit you in the face, Ryan. <laughs> I said, you know, you just don't show up and then they start, you know – sashaying you with belts and ribbons and trophies i'm like you're gonna get kicked in the you know the face or the gut or something i said it's it's not as what you think i don't think they they it's like that i think it's a lot of solo work uh, because it's really about body control but i mean i we i i know we all know people who have kids who do it so i mean i guess you could ask or find out, but you know what, karate just doesn't interest me, and I think that <laughs> but it's not for you. Yeah, but I mean, if all of he wants is belts and trophies, I mean, that's true. That doesn't. That's not what it is. And so, we are trying to find a local wrestling circuit because yeah. he really does like wrestling. He does, and it's not violent necessarily. A lot of it is about holds. And getting out of holds and those kinds of things. So, I mean, there's no punching going on. No, there's no punching. There's no kicking. It's truly about skill and strength. It's also self competitive. Right. And you're, I mean, you're competing against other people, but. But it's about your skill level. Yeah, exactly. So, that would be good because swimming's like that too. Tyler, all of our kids loved swimming. And so, I think Ryan would be really good at that. I think he would really like that. You know, yeah. you, you know how much he is obsessed with wrestling. And so, I, I think he would really enjoy learning the moves, learning how it works. And, you know, that's something he can carry through junior high and high school if he wants oh, to get into wrestling. College, dude. He and can go so, all the way. So, that is definitely something we're looking at. But I mean, to try and find wrestling for, you know, his age, it's a little bit difficult. And so, you'll find it. I I'm, know there's wrestling. I'm looking but you know again it's it's just the time commitment you know and all these damn classes they're not meant for people who have jobs and so so you know like even the ballet class the one i tried because i was trying to get olivia in ballet because she absolutely wants to do ballet the ballet class you know they have a monday through friday but they start at like five and i'm like okay i'm like well i guess that's for people who just don't work or get off early how early though and then saturday they have one that starts at like nine and i'm just like oh yes because that's what i want to do i want to get up on a freaking saturday morning with my cranky ass daughter who's not necessarily a morning person either and you know dress her up and then try and make her go twirl for a half an hour so what we need now is we need to find something that accommodates you and then your kids just benefit from that right we (laughs) 
We need something that starts around 10, 30, 11 in the morning on, on a Saturday. Maybe that's the business we should open up. That's we what should, I'm saying. We should open up the business that says, you know. Sports for working parents. We'll call it <laughs> for your benefit. You know, <laughs> ballet you classes that start at 630 and go until 8. Or that start at, you know, 11 a.m. on a Saturday. Lunch snacks provided. Coffee available. Wine bar. I am just saying like (laughs) how popular would that be if there was like a little gym for your children can do various activities, various classes, and it's all at a time where the working parents could go and it still costs the same. You know, there's no premium or anything like that. So it's funny because there was a time period not very long ago where some business was saying, why are businesses open during the day? But they cater to the working public. Like, why would you open a clothing store at 10 o'clock in the morning and close at 6 o'clock at night when everybody's getting off of work? Like, that's the dumbest thing in the world, right? Right. Because all the people that work and make money are working. And unless you can get them in there and they're lucky enough to be close to you to spend their lunch, they're really only going to spend about 30 minutes in your store. And that's no guarantee they're going to buy anything. But if you're open from like noon until 10 o'clock at night... Mm-hmm. The likelihood is you'll probably do really well. And a lot of people are like, yeah, yeah, that's a really good idea. And then no one really ever did it. <laughs> the Ugly Truth mobile app is now available for Droid and Apple users. Of course, the episodes are always free and available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Having the Ugly Truth app not only helps support the show, you'll also get extra content like our Ugly Cuts. The Ugly Truth mobile app is just $3.99. That's a one-time fee, not a subscription. To get more info and download the links, visit UglyTruth.com slash app. And thanks for helping out. Now, let's get back to the uglies. I saw our mother over the weekend. Oh, so... Hadn't seen her in a while. What what was this occasion? Was this a planned event or... Yes, Daryl had requested some of her Colorado salsa. And so she said she made some and I said I would come by and get it because I had a very full day. So I didn't get over to her house until around 630, 7 o'clock on Saturday. And I was thinking to myself, you know, are they going to get ready for bed? Well, that's what I was going to say. Were were she still okay to have you over? I mean, that's, you know, getting close to the witching hour. Right. I, I told her I was coming by. Daryl was working out of town, and so I had the evening to myself. And now initially I thought, this is going to be great. Kenzie was off at a tournament for the weekend for college. Malia was at a party spending the night. So I was literally going to be, I had a one whole evening by myself alone because Daryl wasn't getting home till late. And I'm like, okay, we'll make a quick stop at mom's, and then I'm going to go home, and I'm going to drink my dinner and watch <laughs> as many episodes of, you know, whatever I want to watch by myself. And of course, that did not happen because you know how mom visits go. Well, yes, they well they can go one or two ways, but right. sounds like this one went was the marathon visit. It was well, it was pseudo marathon. So I walked in, I'm like, hi, hi, we're so happy to see each other, blah blah blah. And I, mom's like, I got you a gift, and I said, oh. you did? What is it? A Bible. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, really? I mean. It was very sweet. And I appreciated it, of course. You know, our mother is very, she's a Christian. Is it and a newer version? It was a nice new 
version of the Bible and it's very lovely and very pretty. But you know what? You got to you got to get them right out of the gate because if I decided to turn tail and run after that, at least I got, you know, she got the material into my hands. That is true. But it was I did appreciate it. It was very sweet of her. What I've recognized about our parents is that they have transitioned from parental to grand parental now. They've had kids out of the house long enough. They've gotten into their own routine without parenting, you know, regularly Mm -hmm. because we've all, we all have our own lives. You know, we're not going back borrowing food or money or, you know, spending the night or, you know, we're not doing that anymore. So now they've really settled into their next phase of life. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) they're redoing the backyard again. Okay. I don't know how many times they've renovated the backyard. Is it all rocks now or what? Almost. But it's all dug up. And I said, what happened? And Paul's like, oh, I was, you know, I was turning over the dirt because they're getting ready to lay out this grassless environment. Did he put on his back or something? But it's going to be lush, but there's not going to be any grass. So they're doing like a, like a Lake Tahoe, like, feel to it there's going to be like river rock going in you know down the middle to give it some kind of art look and I said well where's the water element and you know then they both look at me like we don't have time to take care of the water element and I said oh okay. well I didn't know I mean it looks like the back of a so like, it's a tarp. dried out river bend then. yeah okay. dead river bed and so I said all right so he's like oh I was rototilling and he damaged the uh, drainage that they had put in before and the reason i tell you this is because mom goes well of course he damaged it and then they start going back he's like well it had to be repaired anyway it's like okay i've touched a nerve all right moving on you know mom tasks him with these jobs that he's never done before (laughs) and then when it goes awry she just gets so pissed off and it's just like (laughs) It's almost like she just sets him up for failure just to have another reason to hate him. And so she does that. And he goes, you see that bush over there? You see that bush against the retaining wall? And I said, yes. He goes, your mother wouldn't let me remove it because it meant something to her. And then when I finished the wall, she goes, you know what? I don't think that bush belongs there after all. (laughs) And I'm standing in the middle of them. And this Mm -hmm. is happening. And I said, wow, this transition has gone very quickly. People need to see you more. This is like clearly. So we go inside and this is where the grandparent part comes in. Now, obviously, I'm not their granddaughter, but they start offering me food. And I, you know, they're like, would you like some lemon cake? And I said, you know what? No, thanks. No lemon cake. Why are you dieting? What's going on? Why won't you have our lemon cake? And I said, I, 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 okay. All right. I'll have some lemon cake. Lemon cake for everyone. Lemon cake for everybody. And so, of course, you know. Our stepdad is slivering it to death because he can only take slivers of anything. Oh, and then course. he's like, well, would you like a quesadilla? Your mom made tortillas but from scratch. And I said, oh, you're kidding. And she said, yeah, first time. And I said, awesome. Those are so- homemade tortillas are so good. And I said, yes, I will try one. They, they can be. And so I, he says, well, you want a little butter and some cheese and stuff? And you make a quesadilla. And I go, no butter, please. He And I said, homemade tortillas are kind of salty enough. You don't really need butter. And he goes, you're going to need the butter. Oh, God. And mom turns and she gives me this look like she wants to kill him. Like, oh, excuse me. I didn't realize I had to make them perfect the first time I made them. And I'm like, I, I, I really don't want any butter. He's, he, I go, how about, you know what? I'll have a little salsa on it instead. You know, that'll be really good because the salsa is kind of salty and it's really right. yummy. And she's like, all right. She's like, yes, well, apparently they aren't uh, seasoned enough for him. And so I just thought it was funny. He goes, I'm going to go watch Jeopardy. So he goes in to watch Jeopardy. College balls on. So, you know, he's like, college, college. 
And then the yeah. dogs start barking for no reason. And they're staring at me like, why are you here? It's 815. We should be sleeping by now. I know. I and I know. start, you know, now. And I said, Mom, have I, if I'm disrupting your evening, you know, I've been here oh, for really? over an hour. I'm happy to go. You know, I wasn't trying to leave, but. Right. And she's like, no, no, But stay. you've obviously thrown a wrench in. I have know. clearly disrupted the routine. The, the universe. And, so, and the dogs were having none of it. So finally, I excused myself and walked out the door. But it was a hilarious. It was hilarious. It was so funny to watch them in their element yep. because they're no longer parenting. They're World. now now they just listen and try to fill you full of food and send you off with gifts. It was awesome. And I'm like, well, that's good. This is what grandparents are like. This is what it's like to have good grandparents. I love yeah. it. That's great. Our grandparents are, you know, gone. And so you forget. Right. You forget how good they are, you know, when you have a good one. True. So I was very pleased. And, of course, she wanted to know what you were up to. She's like, "What? Where, how's Paula doing? I never see her. I want to see those grandchildren. Did you come up with some good fabrication? No, I didn't. I threw you under the bus. I said, okay, oh, she's doing thanks. nothing. She's just lollygagging, hanging out, doing whatever she wants. She's just, just avoiding she's, everyone. She's yeah. of no interest to you. <laughs> Gee, thanks. But I just thought about it. I told Daryl, I said, you know what? If that's what it's like to be a grandparent, I'm all in. I mean, not now because I'm I'm not old enough. But when it's time, I'm all in. I, I'd love to shove lemon cake down someone's gullet. Be great. <laughs> Eat my cake. Yeah, <laughs> really. Huh? And they were well, like offended. They're like, what do you mean you don't want any food? What's wrong with you? And I'm like, God, I, so uh, I'm glad care. to see that their dieting habits haven't changed. <laughs> I know, right? I said that I go, no, we're watching our, you know, watching our sugar and, you know, trying to be really healthy. We don't want, you know, heart attacks. And, you know, we're trying to be really good. They're like, oh, psh, whatever. They're like, they don't even care anymore. Like oh, we've, we've bad. outlived as long as we thought. So now it's all partying from now on. Yeah. Because being in your early sixties is practically, it's just you know, so old. <laughs> I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. So over the weekend, like I said, we were very busy. Sunday, I don't know what we were doing, but I went outside because, you know, we do have this little pond and we have fish in it. Mm -hmm. And so I uh, went out to feed them because sometimes we forget. And so they, they're goldfish though. They eat anything. And so um, right. I'm like, oh, I'm going to feed them. So I fed them and I turned around and in our neighbor's backyard is a tremendous spider web with a big, huge spider in it. Ew. It's not on our side. So there's really not much I can do about it. But it was about a foot away from the fence. And so it was looked very large to me. And so I was like, oh, so Daryl's like, what's the matter? I go spider. So he comes out and he goes, oh, man, that thing is huge. So what does he do? He starts picking up rocks and throwing things at it. Well, why would he do that? Just leave it alone. And I said, if you knock that spider down. Was it, it like yellow in the middle? No, it wasn't an orb spider. It was some big, ugly black spider. Oh, I was going to say if it was a garden spider, those are kind of cool. actually. No, 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 no. It wasn't one of those. It was... I don't know. It was gross. It was black and icky. And it wasn't a black widow, but it was something. And so he Some was... spider, yeah. He, he was throwing rocks at the web, and he knocked the web down. And I told him... And I ran away, because I'm like, if that thing comes flinging out at you yeah, or really? something, I'm nowhere near you. I don't want to be a part of it at all. So he came in. He goes, oh, I knocked it down. And I said, I, I really hope we don't get any kind of repercussions because of that. I'll be really unhappy. So yesterday... I went into the garage to take Malia to cheer practice. This was at like 530 in the evening. Mm -hmm. And there is a giant black spider on the top of my car. 
Oh my god. No joke. And is it, it was the spider. Well, I'm I'm going to tell you yes. Yes it is. So I tried to take a picture of it, but it kept turning around to look at me. So oh I god. told him I'm like, "Boy, get in the car." Like we're in a horror movie or something. I'm like, "Just get in the car." Did you have the top up? Yes. Thank god. Yes, cuz it was hot. So we didn't have the AC going. I said, "Roll up your windows." get out of here so i back out and i take her all the way to the school and i'm thinking okay obviously it, it's flung off by now because i mean i've gone like five it's been like i'm literally doing like a 10 mile trip so okay. it's you know it'll be gone so i get home and i pull in and the second i park that little fucker came out of the grill and jumped onto the hood of my car again he was waiting he was waiting and i'm just sitting in the car looking at it going okay how am i getting out of my car because there's literally no way for me to shoo it and it's got to die because it'll lurk in the garage for who knows how long. Could you like back your car out and hose it? Paula, that requires me to interact with this arachnid and well, it's I mean, not I'm happening. Just trying to figure out, and windshield wipers wouldn't have done that it. That didn't, it would have not done anything. It wasn't on the window, it was on the hood. And so I got out and it moved around a little bit. And this thing was big. It wasn't a small one of my, you know, little spiders that I've seen on the wall or something. This was a big honking spider. And so I get out and I run out and go through the front door and Tyler's home, luckily. And I said, <laughs> Tyler, you love your mother? He's like, Ugh. Um, yeah. Okay. Maybe I you, why. <laughs> I need you to do something for me. And he got really pale and he looked at me all serious. I go, I need, there's something I need you to do for me. And he goes, what is it? And I said, there's a very large spider on my car. And he started to laugh. He's like, what? He goes, mom, just kill it. I go, son, you must not know me very well. Right. There's no way I'm ever going into that car again until this thing I know is dead. So he goes out there and he comes in and he goes, well, I think it's dead. I go, well, what is that supposed to mean? He goes, well, I smashed it and some stuff came out of it, but then it ran away. And I said, what? I said, you have, zombie spider. Go, you have to find the spider. You can't leave it like that. He goes, it ran away. I said, Tyler Jordan, get out there right now and get that spider. What if he just smacked the egg sack out of That's it? That's what I said. I go, what if those were its babies? He's like, it wasn't its babies, mom. And I said, get out there and get that spider and he is like laughing and so he went out there he goes fine so he went out and got a toilet paper you know got paper and, and and cleaned it off and i was like literally i wanted to cry and so of course i told daryl and i said this is your fault this is all your fault that is the spider coming to get revenge right. on us he says if you want to destroy my home i'll destroy yours exactly and that's what you get don't throw rocks at spiders ever again, no matter what. Well, you just don't mess with spiders, period. I mean, they live their life. We live ours. Right? Ugh. I just what wanted to kill him for that. Speaking of, let's go to our ugly and awkward moments of the week. Ugly and Awkward Moment of the Week is sponsored by Amazon this week. Amazon Prime, they're offering a free 30-day membership currently. And you know why they're doing it? Because Christmas shopping is coming like any minute now. No. Included with your 30-day trial, I read this today. I don't know. I assume this is brand new of an inclusion. Amazon Prime includes ad-free unlimited access to Amazon Music. And the only way to really equate that, it's like iTunes, 
but in addition to that, you can stream. So you can stream music, you can create playlists. It's kind, they're kind of getting into that game um, mm. that everybody gets into. Now, I am a diehard iHeartRadio streamer. I do love the iHeartRadio. I also have used Spotify, but they are also getting into the game. They boast over a million songs. Wow. You can buy them all. And this is a huge inclusion into Amazon Prime, especially if you're a big music lover. And a lot of people will tell you that they have music that iTunes does not. So you might want to check that out. It's 99 bucks a year, but I'm telling you with the free shipping and all of the other stuff that is included with Amazon, it is absolutely worth the dough. So do it. Totally worth it. We're Prime members and I will never not be. Go to our website and then click on the Amazon link or the Amazon Prime link. And then that's your best way to sign up. And you'll support the show while you're doing it. So, ugly and awkward moments. I've I've saved a couple, but I'll just go over one this week. So, at work, I have a company laptop. Because occasionally I travel from client to client. And when I'm there, I have a laptop to, you know, do my work and stuff like that. So, I had to turn my laptop in recently for updating or something like that you know just you know regular maintenance okay and so my boss comes back to me and he says you know there was a virus on your laptop (gasps) and I said a virus and I'm just like well that's weird I said because I wasn't surfing anything or anything like that he's like no he says it actually came from a resume that you downloaded I'm like oh really I'm like what resume and he's like did you download a resume for John Cena? <gasps> and I said, What? I did. And I said, <laughs> I was just, I was curious. <laughs> so oh, God. I did. He's all, Did you actually think that he applied? I said, No. I said, But oh, I just was curious. <laughs> like, what were the odds that John Cena applied for a customer service position? And so oh, I just geez. wanted to know what it looked like. And he says, well, it had a Trojan horse virus attached to it. He says, we've got it all cleaned up. But he says, just in the future, I would avoid downloading any kind of resumes from celebrities. And I oh, said, oh, my God, Paula, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> so awkward. It's just <laughs> Who would have thought? And I mean, I should have known better that obviously John Cena didn't apply for a job. You but can't, I mean, literally, you can't get away with any goofing off. My God, you get caught. I just was curious because I'm just like John Cena, and you know, part of me wondered like, is it one of those freak things where it's like you know, in the movie Office Space, where the guy's name was Michael Bolton? I'm like, yeah. maybe, maybe there is some guy named John right. Cena here, maybe. and I'm just like, or the, okay, I'll tell you the truth. The truth of the matter is, is sometimes, you know, how celebrities try and get real jobs and they try and like say like what it's like to a day in the life of people and of the working man or whatever. I was thinking, what if this was one of those things where like John Cena was applying for like a regular job and and then it was going to turn into this TV special and everything. And you want to be on TV so bad. You're you're willing to convince yourself of anything. created this terrible backstory and <laughs> that's what you get so i opened the resume and it was just nothing and it you were was, punished for it 
And and so I gave a Trojan horse virus to my company laptop. Well, well, well. Paula can't do anything without getting caught. Lesson learned. But then I probably thought, like, I'm like, how did they know? Like, of all the resumes, John Cena, I mean, that's probably the one I'm going to open. Like, short of Leonardo DiCaprio. I know. John Cena's pretty up there. Yeah, so. he's up on your list of I wish I could meet you. It's just, it was fascinating, but unfortunately. It is unfortunately, funny. It was just a virus. <sighs> Oh, well, lesson learned. Download it on your own computer next time, I suppose. Yeah, I will. I will. God, that's funny. I know. I felt like such a dork, especially when he's like, did you open a resume for John Cena? <laughs> that's so embarrassing. Oh, my God. I'd be like, um, maybe. And as soon as he said that, I was just like, yes. Yes, The I color did. drains from your face, uh, perhaps. Perhaps I knew I, I had. I remember the day I did it because I was just thinking like, what, John Cena? This is weird. And oh, so... no. That's so funny. Okay. Well, that was pretty good. Okay. So this includes the grocery store, of one course. of my most favorite places in the world. I went to the grocery store. Now, I have been having, you know, those weeks where you're having just a really good week and you don't know if it is particularly the way you're maybe you're rested or maybe it's the, your makeup application or your choice yeah. of clothes. I mean, your hair is really great. I've been carded twice this week for alcohol. Wow. No, I'm not saying that I drink a lot of alcohol. No, it just we're so both happens. of these times at Trader Joe's, Jamie. No, one was at Trader okay. Joe's, which I mentioned in last week's episode. Yes, this one, I, gonna, I did hear that. And I'm like, you can't keep going to Trader Joe's to buy random alcohol just to get the ego boost. To get the ego boost. I will do it until I can't do it any longer. <laughs> so I was at the regular grocery store and I had forgotten to purchase some red wine for this meal I was making. It requires like a whole bottle of red wine for this mm -hmm. red sauce. So I ran into the grocery store. I, again, dumb me, was wearing... Sandals with a heel. I was wearing wedges with a heel because it was hot and I didn't want to look, you know, I just felt like I wanted to elevate myself. So I was wearing heels okay. and had gotten through the store, no problem at all. And the lady carded me. She goes, can I have your ID? And I said, yeah, sure. So I gave it to her. And because I'm not at the age where I'm offended yet, because I guess people get offended at a certain age, which I don't understand. I would never. That'll never happen. Apparently there are people who do get offended for being carded, not me. So I handed her my bit, my card and she's like, really? Really? Seriously? And I said, yeah. And she goes, oh, really? Wow, you look so good. I'm like, oh, thank you. And I said, and trust me, if I was lying, I would pick a different age. <laughs> I would not pick that age. Right, yeah. And so it was great. So I was feeling really good about myself. So I'm walking out with a swagger and I'm walking out with my little basket and this adorable guy, too young for me, but he was so cute, drives by in his white pickup truck. And he turns and he gives me a look. And then he gives me a second look. Aww. And now I'm swaggering thinking I am hot shit. And what do I do, Paula? I roll my ankle. Of course. Right in front of him. I didn't fall because I had the basket. I know he saw me do it, unfortunately. Of he did. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Way to humble me. Never fails. Can't get a break. Always, always will be reminded that I am ugly and awkward. It's it's just inevitable. I it mean, is. You can't even be cool for five seconds. You let your guard down. You you. I you got a little little too cocky, and, and you then, got lost in this la la land. And I mean, if right. we're not concentrating on walking, then we're just not capable we're falling. of walking. Yeah, I know. And so I'm like, you know what? what so typical. This is what I get for you know thinking that I'm looking too young for my age. 
And, you know, this cute young guy gives me a double take and I sure shit roll my ankle. And At least trip. you weren't wearing like a long dress. And then as you rolled the ankle, you stepped on it and like pulled it down. Pulled the skirt down. a boob or something. For him to see it all. All the stuff that he can. He'll go, wow, you really aren't as young as I thought. Just okay, kidding. He'd be like, you're a mess. <laughs> God. Well, let's see here. I mean, we both involved other people, so I don't know. I would say it's probably a tie. I'm going to give it a tie this week because I would think you were more embarrassed because you had to one-on-one with somebody with your awkward. Well, I had it. Mine was mine yeah. was luckily driving away, and he probably just laughed at himself because, you know, he couldn't laugh at me directly. There was something else I wanted to tell you, and I can't think what it was. Must not have been anything good. Oh, well. I used Daryl's belt to move my elliptical. I didn't break it, though, luckily. His belt? Yeah, it was too heavy to move, and so I had to get a belt out, and <laughs> and I thought, you know, if I broke his belt, he would be so pissed. Because I didn't know you could do things like that with belts. I know. Well, they, they're good for securing and pulling, apparently. So Why didn't you just have him move it when he got home? I can't wait that long. I'm impatient. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's a wrap for this week. Yes. So glad to be back. Thank you, everybody, for Whee! staying with us. Thank you. Big thanks to Producer Dub for filling in. Uh, you turned out to be a perfect co-host, and um, I am appreciative of that. I will contribute the money towards your marital counseling. <laughs> I wanted to tell you something about that. What? After the second show dropped, I was genuinely concerned that people weren't going to listen to the shows because it wasn't you and me. Oh, And so I had a dream. I had a very realistic dream that he came up to me and he put both of his hands on my shoulders and he looked at me square in the eye and he goes, the show's not doing well. <laughs> we, I don't know what we're going to do. And I'm like, Paula has to come back. That's all we can do. We got to, we just got to, we got to win them back. We have to win them back. That's what I kept saying to myself. It was so funny. I was so anxious because you know, you know, I love Daryl and he does such a phenomenal job mm -hmm. with the show. But, you know, it's just not the same. It's just well, not the same. Fortunately, I think we have loyal listeners. And yes, they we do. enjoy listening to us. And even if they didn't care for the last two episodes, they know that another one would be coming. They could listen yeah. to some of the old ones. So we've got plenty of material. Endless. If you haven't had a chance, you can always listen to the Ugly Cuts which is on our app. And yeah. so you can go to our website and look at how to download the app. There's over four hours on the app. Do it. Of ugly cuts. Do it. Do so, it. Until next time, have a great week. And we will see you next week. Both of us will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Ugly Truth. If you're interested in keeping up with the uglies, see what I did there? Then follow them on Twitter at The Ugly Truth, friend them at Facebook.com slash Ugly Truth, or leave comments on our shows at UglyTruth.com. That's U-G-L-E-E Truth.com. Until next time, be ugly and own it.